Are you ready? Hey there, you are listening to Think Tank Millionaire Podcast, where on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you get an unfiltered, raw, and authentic conversation about the challenges of being an entrepreneur and tips and tricks on how you can scale your business to the next level. If you are looking to scale your business, then get ready to buckle up. Introducing our host, Alexa Diagostino. Welcome everyone to Millionaire's Podcast, a podcast where real entrepreneurs talk about real problems and give you real solutions to scale your business today. Hello, everyone. My name is Alexa D'Agostino. I am your host of Millionaire Podcast today. We're going to be discussing the 101 of hiring loyal people. Today, I have one of my awesome business partners, Susie Albert Miller, otherwise known as Sam, um, who has done over 20 years experience of executive coaching from Fortune 100 to entrepreneurs, you name them, she's coached them uh, on how to build strong teams to drive more revenue because most people don't really tie their team to revenue, but it's so strongly related and correlated. Um, the two most expensive things when building a business is what, Susie? People in marketing. Right, exactly. So this is why this topic is so damn important. Um, and a lot of people don't like to talk about people, but without people, you can't have a business. I mean, unless you want to be a solopreneur, which I guess could be kind of cool, but I, I would be kind of lonely to do that. And I don't know, I, I wouldn't want to do that. But anyone that's really serious about building a business, that they need people. So um, so let's let's jump in. So Susie, tw- like, I, I might even be under quoting, but like, you have incredible experience doing this. And right off the bat, do you feel loyalty stems from the hiring manager or the person hired? I think it's an interesting question. It's a great question because loyalty is what makes all the difference in our success. Um, I'm going to say both because loyalty is a relationship word and it's a reciprocal word. And so I think that people who, um, employees and team members who feel loyal to their uh, leader it's because they feel cared about, they feel known um, by their leader. And so good leadership, I think, or great leadership inspires loyalty. It builds loyalty and, and it, it draws that out of the people they work with. Yeah. And it's an interesting question because I feel like there's certain people that naturally are just loyal and there's there's people that are clearly not um, or they pretend to be loyal. But, you know, I think I agree with you. I think that a lot of the way that you actually lead a team and manage your team uh, creates loyalty. I mean, I look at, you know, some of the people we have on our team who've worked with us for 15 plus years. And I mean, that's not a coincidence that people stay and not only do they stay, but they've come like through, I have several people have literally come to almost every company have have followed me. Um, And, you know, money doesn't drive that. In my opinion, I think that there's more of a sense of feeling belonging to to something bigger than yourself. Right. Um, So, yeah, I love that. I agree. I I think that a large part of it, I asked that question because I don't think most people understand that having loyal people on your team is actually mostly driven by you and, and how you lead. Yeah. Um, and obviously, and if, again, yeah, if you have not loyal people, then like, you know, that's a different story. Right. Well, and if you think about Apple, you know, when you talked about money, money and compensation is a piece of what brings people to our company, but it's not what gets them to stay when things get hard. I mean, Apple has a higher price product, Apple phones, the lines that are there. Look at the, you know, everybody upgrades. I didn't need a new phone. I just want a new camera. I'm part of the Apple family. And what they did that was brilliant was they emphasized the user experience. And if you think about the user experience with your, your employees, your team, what is their user experience like? What is it like to work with you? You know, when you walk into an Apple store, you feel like a VIP. You might have to wait and make an appointment at the Genius Bar, but all of the products integrate. When I open up my Mac, everything on my phone just is there. And so do your employees, do your team members feel like they matter to you? 
that's going to start bringing loyalty out. Yeah. And so now take that concept of customer loyalty to team loyalty. And what are the things as a leader you need to do to, to make people loyal to you? This isn't going to surprise you with my answer because it's going to be about relationships. Get to know them. So often we forget that they are people with lives, relationships, thoughts, ideas, problems outside of what they show up and do for us. And so what's so important, I think, is that you get to know them. Do you know their personality style? Do you know their um, what makes them feel appreciated? So for example, if somebody's a words person, they're going to love the add a girl, add a boy. If someone is a uh, more uh, detailed person, what's going to matter to them is that you treat them with the respect of timing. And so a lot of times we as leaders think people want what we want in terms of affirmations or in terms of appreciation. If we don't get to know them, then we're going to be operating from, you know, kind of only the half a deck, especially with millennials and Gen Z. There's some really unique things about this generation that I think we have to um, zero in on because as kids, they were raised that their voice mattered, that their preferences mattered. And as a leader, if you don't know these things and you don't know your people, they are going to bail. I mean, we, we just, they're just, they don't have to stay and they feel empowered to make their own decisions. So how are you coming alongside them? How are you treating them in a way that makes them feel like you care about them as a person, not just as a cog in your wheel? Yeah. And it's, What's interesting is when you think about building a loyal team and you look at even just our coaching program and what do we start with? We start with the vision statement, right? Because at the end of the day, people don't know where you're heading as a company and they are not bought into where you're heading. And it's a mystery. Like people hate not knowing people hate, especially Gen Z, they hate not having transparency of where's the company heading? Why is it important? How are we getting there? And what does it matter to me? If your vision does not match with my personal vision, I'm not going to be passionate about what you're doing. I'm not going to care to do what you're doing. And I've had employees that I've tried so hard to make them fit in to what I'm go- where I'm going and what I'm doing. And just no matter what, it never worked. And it ends up actually turning out really bad because they're never passionate. They're never aligned in the vision. If they're not aligned in the vision, you've got to exit them. And I, I'm, I would say I'm probably the first person to, to not even take my own advice, but it's, it's so important to really understand. And, you know, Susie, we've had people not aligned in where we're heading and it doesn't work out. And so th- there's so many different things that you have to do. And the vision is so important. And people, I, I mean, nine out of 10 people I talk to that, unless they go through our program, don't even do this step. And they just you don't operating a business. They just, and it, look, if you're like just starting out and you're testing offers yet, yeah, just start making money and get test things out. But once you actually start making money, 50, 60, 70,000, you know, creeping up towards that six figure, you've really got to take a step back and fix the foundation of your company, which is the vision, because without that, you're never going to get loyal anybody. Nobody's ever going to be loyal. Well, and when you can tie people and their jobs to what the vision is. So um, one study I read, they talked about how they tied the entry level people. And this is probably for a bigger company, you know, making coffee, making copies, sending out even emails. They tied that to the vision of providing clean water to one of their organization's projects in Africa. And so suddenly my job, my task that doesn't feel like it's a big, big deal is tied to the success of a company that's providing for a bigger need. And that's really important, I think, for Gen Z's and millennials. And you do that. Like part of the company, you know, we support underprivileged kids and tying that the work to the value. It matters when things get hard because everybody likes your company when things are going well. 
But when stuff gets hard or tensions rise or, you know, we, we go through this weird time with this pandemic is what am I doing that matters in the world? And I think you can create loyalty with that. In fact, there's a study that said that engaged employees are 43, um, sorry, 43% more productive. Mm-hmm. So you're going you're gonna to increase your productivity. And it's so worth putting time and energy into your employees to get them to a place where they're loyal because replacing an employee, Columbia University did a study, it's 150 times the salary. So you've got somebody working for you at $50,000, it's going to cost you more than double that, you know, one and a half times that to replace them. So why not get loyalty and engagement from the people who are involved already? Yeah, the the best advice I ever got from somebody, one of my managers um, said, Alexa, people know when you love them. And, you know, you said relationships and like, you don't want to necessarily use the word love in a workplace, but it is, it is so accurate. You know, people know when you care, people know when you love them. And the truth is, if, if they don't love you, then how do you expect them to love your customers? So it's not only just about being more productive, but it's also about the fulfillment process, especially in the service base um, or even the product base, right? Like if somebody feels like they're being disrespected and let's say you're, let's go back to the Apple store, right? and you have an employee there that feels disrespected and they don't feel love, that attitude and that feeling is going to go on the floor when they're selling and then customers are going to feel that. And so it's it's beyond important just besides productivity, but it's also the customers know. Like you can't have a salesperson that's not, you know, aligned with your vision or happy because they're not going to make any sales. And if their main purpose of selling is just to make money and they don't actually believe in your product, the person on the other end is going to know that. And eventually it's just going to all crash down. So, you know, I do think that hiring is one of, I mean, again, the two most expensive things in a business is people and marketing. It's why we, we train on both of these things in our coaching program, because one, if you don't know how to market your, your business, you're, you're never going to get anywhere. But if you don't know how to hire good people and keep good people, it's going to be really hard to scale any business above six figures. I agree. And I think love is an interesting word to use. In my book, Listen, Learn, Love, I actually talk about love in business. And if you think about love outside of that ooh feeling of personal relationships, when you love your team well, when you love your customers well, you're putting their needs as a priority. So I think about it more as an action word and as a, as a, as a choice we make. You know, I had a client consult recently and they wanted to come in. What they needed was really far more suited to one of my colleagues. And so I loved my customer well by going, you know what, I'd love to work with you, but you would be better served if I refer you to this person, they are um, more equipped for what you need. What you think you need is me. What I think you need is them. And so being willing to do that, I mean, do you not think that that customer or potential client is going to have good feelings about me because I cared more about them than my bottom line? And that goes the same for your team. You know, how are you treating people? Do they feel seen, known, and heard? Because honestly, we talk about this in sales. Everybody wants to know what's in it for me. Everybody wants to, you know, make me feel important. And when you can do that in a genuine way, you create loyalty, you create longevity, and you create people who go the extra mile and they're not just punching a clock. So I totally agree with you. And you, you actually uh, mentioned something else here that's important. It's trust, right? And it's not just trust in, in clients, but it's also for your team to do the job. And so they always say, you know, you want to hold your team accountable, but you also want to give them enough 
rope where they don't hang themselves, but they, you know, can get the job done and you're giving them the accountability to get it done, but you're trusting them enough to get it done as well. And it's also too, like some of the, the entrepreneurs I've seen fail or anybody, it's not even just entrepreneurs, but it's also, you know, people in corporate, right? When you micromanage things too high, like it just creates a hostile environment and culture is a, a really important thing. And so for me, trust is a really important thing and allowing people to do their job and trusting that they could do it. And it might not be done exactly how you want it. And that's okay. You know, I look at my team and sometimes they'll give me content and I'm like, Oh, I would have done it a little differently. Like, yes. Can I spend the 15 minutes and re-edit it? Or this is fine. Like it does the job. I could give feedback and, and have them, you know, fix it for next time. And that's it. And you just train. And sometimes people have the mentality of I'll just do it myself. And that just creates, you know, a, a feeling of I'm not good enough and you don't trust me. And when somebody feels that they don't trust you or they, they're they not trusted, that also creates, you know, it's hard to be loyal on both sides. Yeah. What I think trust creates a level of ownership. When we trust our team to do something, to follow through, to, to come up with, to innovate, any of those things, they feel a sense of ownership. Suddenly, what you know, they put their heart, soul, creativity, implementation, time into something, they feel more connected to it, more committed to it. And it's okay if it's not exactly what we would have done. Or if let's say it's an all-out failure. I just coached with a woman and she actually told her new person, her new employee, she runs a, a large um, multi-million dollar organization. And she was like, I expect you to fail. But when you fail and struggle, I want you to come to me. We'll figure it out. Because if you're not growing, then you're going to get stagnant. So I think trust is such a big piece of people realizing, I believe in you. I believe in your abilities. I believe that you're beyond your worst mistake. And so trustworthiness is a huge, huge piece of building a a strong team. And I think it comes from the leader. Absolutely. Well, um, at what any last comments on this topic? About people and marketing? <laughs> people and marketing. Yes. People and marketing. <laughs> one of the drums I've beat for over 25 years is how do we put people on a balance sheet? Because people skills and understanding your people and being a great leader um, will save you money, will gain you more revenue. And it's just one of those things that doesn't show up in the profit and loss statement until you begin to understand how much lack of productivity rehiring costs you, and just the headache. Think of the tension of not having a good team. You carry more on your own. You're not available to your people in your off hours. So for me, people in marketing is, you know, it's so important. And so take a look at how you're treating your people. If you're really bold, ask them, you know, what's good about working here? What would you like to change? Where are you frustrated with me? And then listen with a, you know, closed mouth and an open mind and then tweak accordingly. So people, people in marketing. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you. Uh, another really important conversation. You know, we're, we're going to talk a lot in our episodes about marketing of people because it's the two most important things you could do in a business. So such a good topic and great conversation as always, Susie. To gain access to all of our podcast episodes, you can visit our website at thinktankcoaching.com. Think is with a Y-T-H-Y-N-K. If you're interested in having us help scale your business, you could also drop us an email at support at thinktankcoaching.com. Again, think with a Y. Um, or you could visit my Instagram at Dr. Dr. Alexa D'Agostino and, and DM us podcasts. And we'll see you in the next episode. Oh, 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 o